0: robin hi jeff hello everyone welcome back to another episode of wn movie talk podcast formerly known as we need to talk about movies podcast and this week we are talking about the 2016 world war ii biopic directed by mel gibson starring andrew garfield and vince vaughn god damn it uh it's called hacksaw ridge um it's a film i hadn't seen before and i kept meaning to watch it so here we are we're watching it on here isn't it rob that's how it happened isn't it
1: that's how it happened that's how
0: it happened have you seen this before N- uh no i don't think i had actually no i hadn't but you knew it was existed you kn- you've you seen it on the radar i knew of
1: it yeah it's come up a few times and i thought shall i watch that no i can't be bothered
0: yeah well you watch a lot of war films uh, not really. It's not,
1: it's not my favourite genre. And, I, and also, I, th- I sort of think at times like now, with the whole Ukraine scenario and that, I think, mm. I think sometimes it's almost bad taste to watch war.
0: <laughs> I didn't think about that. <laughs> I bet it's a popular podcast, though. I think war films are quite yeah, popular. Yeah, I mean,
1: oh yeah, I mean, there's loads of them, in there? Certainly a, uh, certainly a full range, and um, no doubt we'll talk about that in a minute as we, as we get through uh, some of the, um listeners favorite
0: movies yes because i've asked that over on facebook facebook.com forward slash wn movie talk podcast nicely done and instagram the same um yeah i asked people over there what their best and worst uh war films are so we'll discuss that in a second yeah i don't know i've I've always been a bit of a, a war film fan i quite like yeah the old war films but mm-hmm. i prefer
1: true war films
0: you know as true story yeah
1: the sort of biopic sort of things
0: i hate it when they're all gung-ho and you know, it's all sort of too much bravado and not enough realism. Do you know what I mean? And there's a yeah. lot of Hollywood films sort of veered down that way. And you're like, oh, this looks awful. Yeah. And I must admit, this is why I haven't watched Hacksaw Ridge. Because when I went to the cinema, mm. can't remember what I was watching, but the trailer for Dunkirk come up. Okay. And I was watching it thinking, oh, my God, that looked... It just looked amazing, you yeah. know. Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk. Have you seen that? Uh, I don't know.
1: Is that is that the one with old mate your boy flying the aeroplane? Yeah, yeah, I have seen Tom it. Yeah, Hardy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I've seen and it. And I
0: just thought the trailer looked really good. It mm-hmm. looked like a visual treat. It looked quite epic. Had yep. good actors in it who yep. sort of disappear into their characters. Mm-hmm. The very next trailer was Hacksaw Ridge. Oh. And instantly, I'm laughing my head off at how glossy and shiny it all looks, mm. you know, and American. And you got Vince Vaughn. Just, I can't yeah, take him seriously. Interesting, interesting
1: person to cast, isn't he? As as, yeah. as anything to do with a uh, war movie. in
0: the trailer. I can't remember what he's doing, but he's goddamn shouting about being a goddamn American. Huh? <laughs> and then you've got yeah. Andrew Garfield in the trailer hitting grenades away with his hand <laughs> and kicking them. Yeah, and I was just like, one. oh, for fuck's sake. You know, that's not the it best like bit the the trailer. It was like one extreme to the other. <laughs> yeah. And it was like one looked really good class well designed, well acted, and in one look just like a load of American bullshit. Wow. But this Hacksaw Ridge is a true story, and uh, I've been told a lot of times, you should watch it, you should give it a go. So we have. So you will find out soon yes. what I think about it. And we will talk about that film. Because that's what we're here to do, isn't it? Robbing. Weirdly. So, do you want to do the uh, revealing now? Or do you want to do it when we talk what about the, the film? <laughs> The image uh, Let's do it. Well, let's do it
1: now, shall we? All right, shall we get so,
0: interesting new new segment? Yeah, this is an interesting new segment for you, ladies and gentlemen. Because interesting
1: we new segment.
0: It's, it's not. It's a visual thing, but we'll have to describe it for you. <laughs> Brilliant, isn't it? Of interesting new segment is a visual one. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually we will share bits of this up on YouTube and stuff as well. So you'll be able to find bits on there. Mm. But what we're going to do, we're on Skype, we can see each other, and at the moment, Robin can see my background, which is my bedroom, and I can see his background, which is... Is it your bedroom as well? Or No, it's my study? office. You've got an office. He's that posh. <laughs> but anyway, so what we're going to do, we select every week when we do these podcasts, we select an image and then we put them up in the background. Mm. It's an image from the film, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So what we're going to do now, we're going to reveal them at the same time. So it's going to be like a...
1: Because we started, we, we've we been doing images for a while, haven't we? We just put them on just to get into the mood, don't we? Yeah. For our own entertainment. And it was just that ish, that thing of sometimes we'd come quite close to the same image. And yeah. I don't think you're going to have the same one as me this time. I've got to be perfectly honest with you.
0: No. Okay. Right, you ready? Yeah. Steady. Yeah. Go. Where have you gone?
1: Oh, Ooh, we ain't.
0: Oh. We're not that you got far away. <laughs> 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 got, I like yours, Rob. <laughs> so Andrew Garfield is farting on a on a dead soldier but the problem is I can't see it on my screen but the, the little green smoke that I
1: made is actually is actually going up his nostril it's yes, like it go- can you see it on yours? Because yes, I, I can I can't ah, see it, no. but it's backwards why is it backwards? so now it says no it's not it's right here. it says pop oh okay it's just backwards on my screen that's okay that's weird. but that's not well, far I- away we're not far away look we got the same. It's similar. Um, you know, dirty.
0: His hair's yeah.
1: immaculate all the way through. This oh, I it?
0: know. I know. That's what oh. I mean. It's shiny and it's yeah. Like, so, like, but here, it. here, look, my image is. Oh, you got oh, 40 <laughs> boy. It's Vince Ford. This is when he's image being dragged, on on the, being dragged on the, along on the tarp. <laughs> yeah, when he's made a. a pulling him on a tarp. And it, th- that scene just, I, I burst out laughing at that. And he's going, being pulled along backwards shooting. And <laughs> it yeah, just looked ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I
0: know. Uh, we'll get on to this.
1: Soon. We will. Yeah, we'll come on. That's, but that's pretty good. I, I <laughs> quite like it. We're not far away. We've both picked out crap next to, um, uh, what's he called?
0: Andrew Garfield.
1: But yeah, so I've got, I've got Parp next to Andrew Garfield and you've got Vince Vaughn.
0: <Ford. laughs> Oh, dear. So that was our new feature. Did you like it, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> I
1: hope you did. It if you
0: subscribe to us on YouTube, eventually you might even see this bit coming up. We might have a playlist of these scenes. So just keep checking out over there. Well, before we talk about the film... Let's talk about movies. I, I very often ask you, Robin, yes. what have you watched this week? What else you watched this week, bruv? Oh, well, do you know,
1: uh, this weekend we've watched two we watched the Spider-Man film. Okay, what, the new one? Yeah,
0: what's it called? Spider-Man... No Way Home?
1: Yeah, Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. The multi-universe one. And the other one we watched was uh, Ghostbusters.
0: Oh, well, Afterlife. Afterlife. Oh, oh yeah. Did and you that, enjoy it? Oh, that
1: was great. Loved it. Yeah. I think we should do an episode on that. I thought that's a really good film to talk about.
0: Yeah, we shall at some point.
1: We shall at some point. Ten years down the line when it's an old classic.
0: So what did you think of Ghostbusters after? You really enjoyed it. I loved
1: it because it's kind of got everything. It is a bit of fan service. Uh, Just a bit. But it is still a, a story that could, in theory, it could stand alone. Yeah. Ish, you know, because and it does, I guess, for the younger kids. And uh, I thought the kids in it were good, particularly the young girl, yeah, uh, Spengler's um, granddaughter. I thought she was, yeah. a, I thought she was excellent. And there was, yeah, it was just pleasurable. It was just enjoyable. I had no problem with watching that film at all, and I'd happily watch it again.
0: Yeah, I keep meaning to watch it again. Mm. I keep asking Cohen actually, but he's like, nah.
1: Has he watched it then?
0: Yeah, me and him went to the cinema. You, to
1: watch okay, it. yeah,
0: yeah, and it um, is. It,
1: It's a good film. It's a good cinema film, yeah, definitely.
0: So I don't think I actually watched a film this week, but I did start last night watching um, Fellini's Eight and a Half on Amazon Prime. I woke up at about four in the morning and I couldn't get back to sleep, so I went downstairs, pinging through Amazon, and then there it was, this film Eight and a Half. So I think Fellini's Italian filmmaker, isn't he? Sort of avant-garde sort of films. Old black and white film. And actually, I was really getting into it, but then I did pass out because it was... Middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm looking forward to watching <laughs> the rest of it at some point. But it's all about a filmmaker who, um, he's he's got a mistress in tow and he's got all these people around him, producers and actresses, and they're all like trying to discuss his film with him. And he's like not completely made up his mind where it's he's going with it and that yet. And then he's also having all these flashbacks of his own life and his weird dreams and stuff. Yeah, it's quite interesting. I was really, yeah, really vi- a visual tr- treat, and uh, I was enjoying. I'll it. look into
1: that. Okay, I'll keep an eye out for that one. But
0: that's it. That's all I've watched. There we go. What was it called?
1: Eight and a half. You weren't typing in nine and a half weeks, were you? Trying to get that Kim Bassinger <laughs> film up? Is <laughs> that like
0: Mickey Raw? Wasn't
1: it? <laughs> yeah, when he had a when he had a face, human face.
0: <laughs> uh, so anyway, so that was that. Yeah. that was the films that we've watched that aren't the film that we're discussing. That's, that's it, all right? Yeah. So now I'm gonna ask the listeners on Facebook. Today it's been a popular question. We got 17 comments. Well, actually, some of them are replies, so <laughs> yeah. but well, I've replies written. from you. This, thank you, thank you, thank this you, thank week's you for Questions. <laughs> war films, what are your favourites and your not so favourites? <laughs> that was beautifully done. Rob Jones Hello, Rob. said Enemy at the Gates was really good. Okay. Yeah, that's um Ray Fines. Yeah, but
1: and and um
0: and Jude. Jude Law. J- Judy Law.
1: Yeah. When he when he was sort of younger and tried to be and was being pretty.
0: Yeah, I always remember that being good. That was about the snipers in Russia, wasn't
1: it? Yes, it was, yeah. Wasn't there a romantic yeah. element to it as well?
0: Yeah, I think there was a bit of a love story, wasn't there?
1: Yeah, I think so. How else are you gonna get your partner to go to the cinema with you?
0: Exactly. Exactly. Alan Day has He's gone for some of the old classics by the looks of it here. Cru- Cruel Sea, Angels mm-hmm. High, mm-hmm. Battle of Britain, Iced Cold in Alex, and A Bridge Too Far. And then he's gone Full Metal Jacket, Platoon, and of course Apocalypse Now, a standout Vietnam film. Yeah, and, and they are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like the sort of films that Dad would have watched the first lot there. Far of your, yes. Dad used to watch a lot of them old war films. Battle of Britain's great. Uh, bridge too far is great and a great story but the, f- the theme tune drives me nuts in that and it comes in every two minutes
1: yeah i think it was a feel- i think it was a theme tune too
0: far yeah, i think it was within the first 10 minutes <laughs> yeah. that was a uh, dickie attenborough was not it directed that right that it was um platoon uh, it's one of my favorites to be honest yeah i think that's a great film isn't it and then he says the opening scene of saving private ryan is worth a mention
1: yeah the opening scene is
0: yeah we won't <laughs> don't get me started on that <laughs> come on oh, thing that was missing for you Trev was Elton John <laughs> <laughs> um, Black Hawk Down was another good one yep okay yep, yep. Good. but my contemporary pick would be Kajaki a nightmare story that I believe was based on real events in Afghanistan well made and definitely worth a watch well I've not heard of that no but I think that might be worth having a look at
1: I'm gonna google it Kajaki, Kajaki.
0: So, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.1% on IMDb. Oh, okay. Okay, well, maybe that's one we need to pick up and have a look at. Hellman Province in Afghanistan, 2006. Company of young British soldiers encounter an unexpected, terrifying enemy, a dried-out riverbed, and with every step, the possibility of anti-personnel mine that could kill. Yeah, it does sound sort of gripping. Yeah, yeah, it does sound good. Darren Collard says... Darren. Love Kelly's Heroes and Ice Cold in Alex. mm yeah. Do you know? I don't think I've seen Ice Cold and Alex. I've got it downstairs. I've not watched it. Okay, yeah. there's
1: quite a few, isn't there? Films that in this genre are worth revisiting. Oh
0: yeah, it is quite a healthy
1: genre, isn't it? In terms of films,
0: yeah. Have you ever seen the big red one? It is. A, <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. No, it is a war film. But I, I made a list once of all the films that sounded like pornos. <laughs>
1: And that was in there. Did you put the pianist in? Because I would have just
0: (laughs) put that in for the... (laughs) The Banger Sisters was in there. (laughs) But no, the big red one, um, it's got Luke Skywalker in it. The only film other than Star Wars that I can remember seeing Luke Skywalker
1: in. I've seen him in a film when he's in a van. Have you? Yeah.
0: It was was when he was
1: a younger actor as well. So it was probably, you know, after Return of the Jedi. Not that long after Return of the Jedi. The big
0: red one... Um, a hardened sergeant and four-core members of his infantry try to survive World War II as they move from battle to battle throughout Europe. Mm. The Big Red One. The Big Red One. Yeah, and it's um in Lee Marvin. Oh, it. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Piero Canuti says, yeah, not right. necessarily my favourites, but I always remember watching Memphis Belle, mm-hmm. 1990, and Empire of the Sun, 1987. Young Christian Bale in Empire of the Sun, isn't it? Is it,
1: really? Do you know, Empire of the Sun's a really interesting one, because I've never seen the film, but I had a copy of the audio tape cassette story.
0: Oh, yeah. Is it H.G. Ballard?
1: I don't know, but the man who read it spoke like this, and I never got past the first fucking line without falling to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) So I couldn't tell you what it's about.
0: Uh, And then he says, the worst movies I could think of are Battleship and Stealth. I've mm. not seen either of those. I don't even know what Stealth is, but I'm not even going to bother looking up if it's rubbish.
1: Yeah, and Battleship.
0: That's the Liam Neeson based on a board game, Aliens in the Water.
1: Yeah, say no more. Leave it there.
0: Simon Viles says, Kelly's Heroes, Platoon, ah. Apocalypse Now, and a, Escape from Sobibor. Sobibor? Okay. So Kelly's Heroes has come up a couple of times there. It has, that's actually, the, yeah. That's the one. Isn't that like with loads of them in it? Yeah. It's got like Huge cast. Uh, Kojak. Sutherland is Donald Sutherland in it as well I think
1: so yeah I'm just sorry I'm just having a look at Escape from Sobbyball
0: yeah what is Escape from Sobbyball
1: that's got Rudger Hauer or whatever he's called in it oh yeah
0: 1987 war drama
1: yeah Kelly's Heroes if I remember rightly is um, Clint Eastwood's in it but Telly Savalas is a baddie isn't he doesn't he turn out to be a slightly dodgy geezer
0: I can't remember I have seen it I'm sure Um, he does I have watched it I can't really remember a lot uh, maybe, maybe, About maybe it. not. It's but... a bit more tongue in cheek, isn't it? That one, or is it? Mm? It's a bit more fun. What bit more tongue in cheek?
1: but well, again, I think we'd have to revisit it because it. it I mean, it, it's described on Wikipedia as a comedy drama.
0: Yeah, I can remember it being a bit z- sort of zany, almost not like Police Academy zany, but <laughs> thank God for that. And then Simon Viles says his worst: Pearl Harbor and Rambo <laughs> Fool. <Ford. laughs> yeah. I haven't even watched Pearl Harbour because I love Uh, Tora, Tora, Tora. Um, Have you ever seen Tora, Tora, Tora? Uh,
1: No, I don't think so. Which is the
0: old war film about Pearl Harbour. I had it on a box set with that and Patton. You must have seen Patton.
1: Oh, yeah, sorry, Patton. Yeah, I was thinking I was in Patton. I was in E-R-N, but Patton, Um, yeah.
0: And both of them had, I was watching them, and then they had intervals in the middle of them on DVD. (laughs) 15-minute interval in the middle of the film. (laughs) Chris Benton. Says, full metal jacket was... And then he, he says, I was one of the extras that went over the obstacle course early in the movie. No. Basing Barracks, late 80s. So there we go, Chris. Claim to fame. What that claim to fame?
1: Is incredible.
0: Yeah. Oh, so well done, Chris. What a claim to fame that is. Met old Kubrick. Did you speak to him? Did you speak to Kubi? I call oh, him I Kubi.
1: Bet he weren't even allowed near him.
0: Um, and then Johnny Waffle says.
1: That's not his real name, is it? I don't know. That's a respectable name. I
0: don't know. It's what he's always been on here. He says, it's Best Platoon, mm. Worst Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor's getting a lot of abuse. In it, yeah. Mm. It's not uh, a much loved film. Again, no, it's quite isn't.
1: glossy, isn't it? It's quite glossy.
0: And he also says he loved saving Private Ryan. Probably the best, most harrowing start to any film ever.
1: Was that one of your films in your uh, porno list?
0: No, that's Shaving Ryan's Privates. Shaving (laughs) Ryan's Privates. Oh, there was a load in there with like The Dark Knight Rises and things like that. (laughs) (laughs) So that's, that's what people said about war films. I think, yeah, one of my favourites, like I said, was Platoon. I also really like The Thin Red Line. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. Terence Malick's The Thin Red Line. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. But what I like about that is, like, it's he filmed, I think he had, like, 40 hours of footage. Like, he had, like, this massive film. It sounds
1: like the leftovers of our podcast.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And he had to whittle it down. And, basically, Adrian Brody went to the premiere thinking... He's read the book. His character is the main character in the book. He gets to the cinema, watches the film. He's not even in the film. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's barely in it. That's incredible. And, like, I mean, and, yeah, uh, loads of people. Uh, I cut. hope he got paid a lot though. Yeah, but there's loads in there.
1: Oh, I've got, I've got stacks. Yeah. So, I, for me, uh, Reach for the Sky. Yeah. Awesome. Love it love that film and Dam And Dam Dam busters, busters. Yeah. and i mean they're dad's sort of films weren't they and and you know we said about that earlier but reach for the sky i've watched several times since um because i just love it i just think it's wholesome
0: yeah douglas Bader.
1: i mean douglas Bader wasn't wholesome because he didn't have any he, he didn't have legs <laughs> so he was half he was half yeah he was <laughs> no but the, i think i just think it's a great film lovely film and kenneth um Moore. yeah kenneth Moore's great in that and i think there's some good really good tense films i really enjoyed valkyrie for that sort of tense uh,
0: I've d- not seen that yet because it's got tom cruise tom cruise it, film
1: yeah. uh munich was an edge of war was another tense one quite recently that i enjoyed then you've got like first world war films i mean for me 1917 was really good
0: yeah that was good yeah
1: that was good that was that was really clever it was i love
0: one shot yeah just film, one
1: shot yeah. isn't it all the way through yeah and then so then you know films around this sort of this sort of uh um hacksaw ridge sort of stuff is uh, flags of our fathers and letters of iwo jima yeah i think both of those are better versions of what i watched last night but yeah, i won't yeah. we'll get just there yet um films with a classic theme can you go past the great escape
0: shall we yeah
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> no it's a classic you know do, do i mean even if you haven't seen the film you'll know the music yeah um and then or oh, books that have been made into films i mean the schindler's Ark, yeah which became schindler's list yeah. and all quiet on the western front i mean all quiet is quiet on the western front it's my f- i don't know if you can call it a favorite book It's just the best world war the best war. well it's a really good read.
0: film as well actually the original the original version the black and white yeah it's amazing i mean then oh, classic submarine films Das boat, you know, Hunt for Red October. I watched that. that's what I watched in the week actually. Me and Donna watched Hunt for Red October because um, she'd read the book and she wanted to see it. And um, yeah, it would come on to Netflix, I think. So we watched it on there. I actually really enjoyed that. It was yeah, good. I've never seen it before. It's a bit corny in places. And I could tell, like when they said, oh, there's a plant in the, you know, a, a sabotage. I was like, it's the cook. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. I knew yeah. it straight away. It's the poisoning, everyone. Um,
1: so my favourite uh, submarine one is Crimson Tide. Yeah, I love that film. I think that's great. So there's just there's stacks of them. Guns of Navarone. Do you remember the Guns of
0: Navarone? The Wild Geese. No. The Wild Geese. Roger there's Moore. Some really good. Um, like newer war films, but sort of. They're really low budget, but there's some really good ones. There's one called Saints and Soldiers that was really good. Uh, I can't remember which is which, because one is all about um, Algerians, sort of the French Algerians. They've been told to go and capture this town for the French, mm. and the French just horrible to them. And this Algerian platoon goes into this town, and they hold it for weeks and weeks, and they're getting whittled down. And like it ends up just like one or two of them left. And then the the French come in and take all the glory. And it's like a true story. Um, but there's some yeah. really good true stories out there. That's why I love yeah. a true story. And I think that's why I did enjoy Hacksaw Ridge a lot more than I thought I was going to, because it is a true story. Obviously, it's Mel Gibson. So well, it does bend And that's the, the, the truth. thing, right?
1: Yeah, it does. <laughs> and and for me, the very opening bit where he's being stretchered yeah that's mel gibson's voice isn't it that's mel that's that's him leaning over a minute going,
0: hold on there son oh, is there. It? i didn't pick up on that I, yeah. well
1: i couldn't find him anywhere but i wasn't paying attention at that point i had it on um and but i wasn't looking at the screen so much you know what i mean it was kind of on i was sort of like getting my putting my tea down getting my crisps and my popcorn and all of that shite and then i heard that voice and i thought are we watching we were soldiers and at that point i didn't know he directed the film
0: oh right right
1: and when i thought are we watching we were soldiers i sort of had a bit of a (laughs) because when we were soldiers there is a scene in that which i put on loop for the three or four seconds where mel gibson just says you're doing a good job son now forget about that one and his face is just spectacular and so when i heard his voice i swear it's his voice it's got to be him yeah so that kind of made me think oh no because as much as we were soldiers was all right it 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 was naff wasn't it it was it's fits it's the same it's got the same things going on as this film yeah particularly in that war yeah it's like it's
0: almost the same battle isn't it? it seems like the same yeah 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 it's just yeah. chaos yeah. and every, too much of everything. There doesn't seem to be a strategy, yeah. does there? What to his directing? I don't know. When I watch um, any sort of historical film, I like to then go and look up on YouTube. There's a channel called History Buffs. Like they watch a film yeah. and then they tell you how historically accurate, factual it is. Yeah. And they tend to like just laugh their heads off at mel gibson historical films well yeah i mean he's done some classics has he not no he does braveheart and they just like what the hell you like you know the girl that he runs off with was like four years old when he was killed you know and but then um uh what's the other one about the indigenous tribes
1: um yeah i know the one you mean
0: none of it like happened and made sense he's like well that wouldn't have happened then that was like 200 years later and this bit here was like 200 years before <laughs> like, I, I mean i just i just
1: i was listening to someone i don't know what that was i think it was like a trailer or something and they were praising his directing skills and how he he's sort of like he's very flexible and you know spontaneous with his that just means he's making he's it, it and he's made no preparation <laughs> at all he's just it's just like what are we gonna do now
0: mel get me a frog. yeah it does <laughs> He really lays it on thick, doesn't he? Like the characters, you know. And I remember this (laughs) with we were soldiers as well. I remember really enjoying we were soldiers when it first came out, and then I grew up a bit. And when I went when I went back and watched it last the last time, I was like, "What a shit film! That is awful." Yeah, it's just so sentimental pap, and then the action is just too over the
1: top. Exactly, because I mean, I was. This is where I I struggle with war films where the bit towards the end when they're fighting and winning and the music's going duh, 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 and they're flame throwing japanese people you know <laughs> yeah. and i'm like i can't i can't i can't celebrate and then you know the slow motion knifing of this <laughs> dead guy and you're thinking this
0: isn't okay why are we you know it's <laughs> yeah. like you can't
1: just it's it's this glorification that's just yeah it's, un, it's painful i can't cope with it
0: that's the thing gibson he does glorify the violence oh and i mean it's such yeah. a shame because this film if it was a bit more realistic in the battles it would have been oh and a little bit yeah just a
1: little bit quieter yeah in, in yeah because, yeah. It's, like, we because were, it's an
0: amazing story oh, it's an amazing story and there's nothing that this bloke what's his name desmond Doss. Yeah, I mean, what a bloke, really. I mean, the story, if you don't know the story, he's basically a conscientious objector, but he doesn't want to sit at home. He knows the war needs to happen to stop Hitler. And he's willing to get up there, but he doesn't want to hold a rifle. And it's a true story. And this bloke really like, you know, they wanted to chuck him out. And he kept like, no, I'm within my rights. It's my religion. I'm not a coward. I want to be there. And The way that I described it to my
1: son at this scene, because obviously he can't watch it, was this was the bit with Captain America and the skinny one. Because <laughs> it's a training camp when he's, like, doing all the stuff. Um, you know, and you're thinking he's never going to last. But he does. Oh, he,
0: he was good. He, uh, he, was, he won. His, you know, yeah.
1: the minute he says, I'm not holding the gun... They basically try and get him kicked out, don't they? Which which means turning everyone against him, making them all do extra chores and yeah. and all of those sorts of things. And um it it's pretty horrible. I don't know how accurate that is in comparison to what really happened to him. I
0: think he did have a pretty rough time, but I don't I can imagine he did. I don't think he got beaten up. A lot yeah. of the scenes Gibson's put in there. We talked earlier, mentioned Chris Benton was in um Full metal jacket. Yeah. Well, you know, this takes from that as well, doesn't it? Because you see them all in the barracks and the, the, the training and mm-hmm. Vince Vaughn coming in and yeah. shouting yeah. funny, offensive remarks at them all. And yeah. The- I It
1: reminded me of Heartbreak Ridge.
0: Uh, Clint Eastwood. Mario Van Peebles.
1: Yeah, which, which in the end made me wish I was watching that.
0: Did it? He- <laughs> I can't really remember that. But yeah, I thought the intro, because it's all slow motion, it's Hollywood effects, and it looks like it's filmed in a studio. Uh
1: (laughs) And the other one was the same, and I guess it it could be nice weather there, but it looks like it was filmed just in a nice location. Yeah. And Mel's like having a drink, sitting at the... Paul and again, Mel. We need to do some filming today. Have you got a plan? Well, get a flamethrower, slow mo,
0: blow them up. Do you think he's got this obsession with violence and war films and what have you because his parents moved from America to Australia when Vietnam War broke out to sort of save all their kids from having to join Vietnam. Oh, okay, but then Mel Gibson's career—he's always Trying to, always been a Vietnam vet. Uh, you know, lethal weapon films. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, you know? yeah, perhaps he feels that, yeah, he's, he missed that. Uh, to, actually though, you talk about Mel Gibson and war films.
0: Have you ever seen Gallipoli? Yes. That is a great film.
1: Yeah. That is awesome. Peter Weir directed it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome film. Really good. I mean, he's young in
0: that, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He is young.
1: But, but it was a great, yeah, great film. So, so yeah, I mean, you're right. He does, doesn't he? Maybe he's kind of, re, he's he's trying to, He's trying to relive something through it, isn't he? Mm.
0: Or live something that he missed. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's what I mean.
0: The the ridge that they was on, the Hacksaw Ridge, and the big net that you see, Desmond Doss actually helped put that net up. Well, in the in the film In real life. Oh, in real in life. In the film he's right. there when they get there and it's his first sort of action. But when he when they arrived on that island yeah. He was on the team that had to get up and put that net up. And by that time, he'd already sort of proven his worth in battle. And his team was like, this guy is, you know, he doesn't shy away from anything. Yeah. He's the one who's up the top. There's a photo of him stood sort of nonchalantly at the top. And they're saying what you can't see is that over that hill behind him, all the Japanese are trying to shoot down at him. But he's still got time to just stand there for a photo. Mental madness go to the story when it first starts and then you meet his family and you see him when they're kids first of all don't you fighting you do yeah he, he slugs his brother with a brick and then he sees the poster and he decides that's when thou shall shot, not, not, not kill, kill and cain and abel uh but the dad i mean he's a great actor isn't he um mr anderson mr anderson hugo weaving yeah
1: he is yeah he does but
0: fucking hell it just it's just one of those, like, you know, let's just make this character a complete archetype of the drunken father. <laughs> yeah, well, the, yeah, but that, but the,
1: yeah, and that, again, that's the film, isn't it? That's, that's, that's the film all over. It's like the Uber versions of, yeah, there's nothing, these things, isn't it? You know, he's pouring, he's pouring his mates a drink, cuts his hand. That's all you're getting for today. And, and then he's crying and he's like, Got a gun at one point. He's going to shoot his wife at some point in the film. Apparently,
0: (laughs) as well, that was based on a true event, but he wasn't going to kill his wife. He's going to kill his wife's brother. And his wife jumped in between them, took the gun off, and then gave it to Andrew Garfield. Not Andrew Garfield. To Desmond Doss. And that was the moment that Doss thought, I'm never going to hold a gun. You know, guns are just Mm. dangerous. I don't want to hold one so that's the thing the war was against everything that he sort of stood for he didn't want to hold a gun it was his own oh completely but he knew that he had a duty to do and that's what he couldn't get that across could he to the the team and you'd think that though wouldn't you you'd think well what are you doing in the army if you're not gonna use a gun
1: yeah i mean they would have said oh he's just a pain in the ass he's spineless isn't he because the other thing he he refused to do was 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 fight on a saturday (laughs) Because that was his Sabbath day, wasn't it? And it's like, could you imagine, though, standing there and telling, like, these army guys, you know? <laughs> it's just, and that's the
0: Vince Vaughn bit, isn't it? Yeah, Vince Vaughn. And like I say, when I first saw the trailer, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, look at this. And it's still like that now. I mean, Vince, he was better in it than I thought he was going to be. I did enjoy this more than I thought I was going to. But then you've got, like, Sam Worthington as Captain Glover. He's just a bit of a naff actor as well, isn't he, really? Do you know, he is. But that, he he had that period,
1: didn't he, where he was in everything. He went from Terminator Salvation.
0: Well, Avatar. Avatar yeah. Clash of the Clash Titans. Clash of
1: the Titans. Oh, sh- the, both of them. The, oh, the second one, he looked overweight and <laughs> dreadful. Um. And I did, even at the time when he was being successful, you know, even through Avatar, it's like, he's wooden.
0: Yeah, he's not the base actor, is he? Yeah, what is it about him that's any good? Why has he got so many big parts? That's what I mean. This was a Hollywood film with Hollywood actors in the roles. Yeah. And you look at it and you don't think, oh, I'm getting drawn into this. No. There's always something that makes you think this is a film for the whole film. Yeah. You know, and that's that's really
1: unfortunate for Andrew Garfield because I think he, he was actually really good.
0: He is good, yeah. But again, it's his
1: hair and stuff, isn't it? You know, it's just like, <laughs> will you please get a hair out of place, guy? You've been
0: rolling around in bloody dead bodies for weeks. Perfect hair. <laughs> like that photo behind you, his hair there. If I had hair oh, looking like that.
1: I know. Oh. I know. And this is, that's like, what day is that? Day, day 34.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. In real life, he was up there for two days rescuing people on his own and they'd all been called out mental and um yeah he rescued he said he rescued 50 there was reports that he'd rescued 100 so the official the official number they give sits in the middle 75 people he rescued but they reckon that was only the people he lowered down himself there was another 50 people up there that he treated who he managed to get moving and get down yeah and they climbed themselves down and but, I mean, um, the, just the, the rope... St- the stamina of
1: it. Oh, incredible. And But I did see a picture of uh, the the real rope compared to the one that they did in the film. And they did scale it up a tad, didn't they, in the film? Did they? It was a lot more kind of extreme yeah. rather than a sort of, you know, realistic climb. Because that was the thing about that whole... T- I mean, let's talk tactics for a minute in war, okay? Because there's a few things in this film that... Mind-blowing. For example you know and they but they did do it i know they did climb up a rope and stuff
0: but if you was the japanese wouldn't you just stand at the top and cut it down <laughs> so when oh, they're all on it yeah, soak it in like something flammable i don't know i don't know if they did
1: but they didn't seem to send any scouts up or anything it just all went together
0: <laughs> i don't know i don't know they must have been scouts they must yeah have.
1: i suppose yeah no i don't anyway so i thought that was a little bit like mm, not sure um but the one that really sort of bugged me was the bazooka one. they got the pillboxes, haven't they, with the, the japs yeah. in there with the machine guns. And there's, they blow one up with a bazooka. He gets up, he shoots, blows it up. And then there's a second one behind that. And they all duck down again. And then Old oh, Worthington sends a soldier out on his own with some dynamite to stick to it. <laughs> Why didn't they use the bazooka again?
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know it was like I know, and it like the hell of an explosion when it blew up. That and you just think <laughs> it would have been contained in that pillbox. It was just it? concrete. Yeah, it wh- what would have blown up? It, but the whole thing goes up and <laughs> Malcolmson flames i'm a miracle yeah
1: yeah patriotic but it
0: is a slow motion a few japanese people burning i mean it was ultra violent when it got up and they first go over but like you say it does feel like they just swarm and i don't know if they would have you know, see other films and they're like strategically trying to get into positions on this they yeah, all just all felt- seem to be charging together didn't they? and i just <laughs> it's madness I and and like i mean they're just like that's just target
1: go 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 it felt very much like a world war one scenario didn't it running out of the trenches and mm. machine guns and yet they you know this is the, the fact of that is that it's 25 years later or whatever when they I and mean, they should have learned some lessons from World War One. I, I mean, I know still there was, you know, the like same D-Day,
0: <laughs> they didn't have any choice but to just yeah, get off yeah. them boats and just swarm. So, I mean, it might have been the same here. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. It did feel a little bit random. If you think
0: you have got that ridge, you, they probably got the lower ground. They, well, they have got the lower ground, haven't they? You know, try and get up there.
1: Yeah, true. And, and you know, the gruesome element to that with the bodies and things, I, that was, um... Yeah, it was very graphic. Very very detailed. It's
0: too graphic. I think saving private Ryan, I know it's violent. Yeah. But there were, and and the same with Schindler's list. It was realistic. Yeah, well, that- whereas this just seems to be exploding bloods and everyone's got flopping yeah, legs I mean- and like all mashed up yeah, and The mind It was like, God, you know? <laughs> there was. There was quite
1: a lot of it. I mean, you know, in reality that's, you know, the, you often, if you read anything, you know, particularly from the First World War and that, you know, they talk about the things that they saw and you can't, and and this kind of kept, it felt like that to me, like with the rats and stuff, hmm. you know, it's like trenches, you know, sort of feeling all the time and and yeah, some of the bodies that they came across and hands and legs and that, and, and it was extreme, but then it, again, maybe that's, you know that's the reality of what yeah, it was like I think in terms of finding bodies. I'm not bodies. talking about
0: I I, that so much. Just when they started getting shot, it's like all this CGI blood oh, explosion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, it's just 100%. all like fucking. You know, I'm not watching Robocopy, You know, no,
1: but that's it. That's exactly it. I mean the the actual the actual bodies and stuff on the ground. I thought you know the detail and and the horror of that was like yeah that would have been horrendous to see, and I'm sure they did see it. And I and that bit I sort of thought that's actually it's not good is it it's not good it's not the word i'd use but it's actually it felt it felt like Authentic. you know that was quite harrowing yeah. and and that's perhaps what they would have seen and experienced and imagined seeing and experiencing I, that it would have been horrendous and terrifying but you're absolutely right it and then it switches over to right get a flamethrower out and, and big explosions again and blood and guts flying everywhere like you said floppy legs yeah
0: and see i think gibson really reveled in the in the in the violence in this film you could tell he was like yeah, oh, did, let's yeah I mean it just get violent this it is was what war's like, like i've been there sort of <laughs> i'm a vet <laughs> <Yeah>. sort of <laughs> i would have been i'm the same age <laughs> um, and,
1: it, and yeah and i mean there's two parts to this film isn't there there's sort of a bit when he's going through the training and the his life and his childhood and his wife. And the court case. All of those bits and the court case. And then there's this, this we, we Were Soldiers Part 2. <laughs> but yeah. you say, and, you're say saying
0: and that Gibson in this chooses scenes from other films. That is completely my argument with Saving Private Ryan. Except for the first yeah, 20 okay. minutes of that film. That film is just a compendium of all the greatest scenes from better war films and i can't yeah i can't defend it i haven't watched it for a long while to be fair much
1: preferred the call of duty experience of running across the beach than i did watching save it, private Ryan for a second time
0: it just always felt a bit f- bit fake and the story isn't true so i mean the hacksaw ridge to me i probably enjoyed more than private ryan because of the true story and yep. it's actually what he does as a character except for they they said there's no evidence that he kicked Grenades away. <laughs> but apart from that, this film actually understates his achievements. That's
1: insane, isn't it?
0: Yeah. But but it understates
1: his achievements because he spent he spends too much time <laughs> blowing things up.
0: <laughs> Trying to make a massive war. And
1: glorifying the, the violence. Yeah. And and that's that that effectively is why I call it hack job ridge. <laughs> I love the I just love this this story of this guy. I think it's incredible. Mm. But
0: like you say, it's dampened down. Yeah, and it's like everything's painted in two broader strokes, isn't it? All the characters and that
1: sort. You of know thing. which ones are going to die, which <laughs> ones are going to, you know, the Vince the Vince Vaughn character, and it, you know when he went into battle, I was like, oh god, he's going to have this sort of heroic bit. Isn't well, that's he? the bit. Is it, he the gonna,
0: picture behind uh, me where he's dragging him away? Yeah, it just he was just fucking oh. ridiculous. It, when he rescues everyone else, then you know sometimes they're getting shot at, but at that point it's like the whole Japanese army's on him, (laughs) just for Vince Ford to have his moment. He's like, fuck off. And you know, Vince Ford, how much
1: ammo was that guy carrying? Because he didn't, in fact, I don't think anybody in that film ran out of ammo, Did they?
0: (laughs) It's all, it's (laughs) all very like, (laughs) I don't know. Mel Gibson is a bit too, there's good and evil and (laughs) violence. and (laughs) God, well that's why that's
1: why flags of our fathers and Mm. and letters from iwo jima i love that because it just put both sides out and that's why i like all all is quiet on the western front because it's all about the german side and and the reality of it is is that soldiers on both sides would have been terrified would have been forced to do things they didn't want to do would have had backstories and lives and this film i mean apart from the god-awful bit at the end where he he does the old, you know, uh, the, yeah. Um, he he,
0: he stabs himself at the yeah. end because
1: they've lost the battle. Um, you don't get anything from the Japanese side. I think there's a lot to be said for showing the more humanistic side on both sides.
0: Yeah, you want to see in a war film the repercussions of the
1: actions, don't you? You know,
0: yeah. Not for them to come away going, yeah, yeah, we yeah kill them all. It's, but it's the like, depth
1: to it, isn't it? You don't want you yeah. don't. I don't appreciate films I mean you know this is just like a Rambo this is just like Rambo 3 sort of level isn't it let's go blow <laughs> everything up and you know uh, that's not what attracts me to a war film
0: yeah but this is the thing Mel Gibson can take a really good true story and just turn it into American pap can't yeah. yeah schmaltzy gung-ho <laughs> sentimental shit yeah. which it, which is so diluted by the overuse of violence and the oversaturated characters that are so easily identifiable that you're not watching a story you're watching a film and you can recognize like you say the characters he's just got that knack of turning it all into like a trashy film
1: yeah i totally agree with you and i think sort of overshadowed his story a tad Mm. didn't it i mean imagine sort of the whole 1917 the way that that was done and you imagine this story being done like that a little bit more intense and a little bit more it was realistic intense, yeah. and a little and, bit more kind of, yeah, you know, and this, this film, even when the Japanese were going around and he's hiding under the, the, the guy's hiding in the mud beside him and he's got a body on him and I didn't think it was tense. It was just kind of waiting for another
0: explosion. Yeah. Or you're just thinking, oh, they're go- they're not going to see him. There was no tension there, was it? I mean, like Dunkirk, the, that was really tense. Have you seen Dunkirk? Yes, yeah, I have seen it. The yeah, scene it where they're in that boat, they're trying to like hide, aren't they? And then they're just bullet holes yeah. going. That is so tense. And even yeah. even then, and when and they're s- all on the harbors, and you don't, you just hear the planes coming down. Yeah, it, oh, just yeah. real dread. It, it is great. Yeah, and there
1: are films that there are films that do a better job by a country mm. mile uh like monuments men
0: <laughs> not seen monuments men
1: <laughs> well that funny enough i haven't mentioned that one yet and that's on my worst list
0: uh <laughs> i was saying earlier about you know i go and watch these films all war films and then go and find yep. film buffs and see what they have to say Yep. um one of the most accurate of the films that I've watched is The Death of Stalin. Have you ever seen that? Yes, yeah. Yeah. And it's like slapstick comedy. Yeah. Uh, we it's one we've yep. reviewed on here one of our early episodes. It's like real slapstick comedy all about the death of Stalin, but everything in it is true.
1: <laughs> you know? Incredible, isn't it?
0: And it's just made so yeah. to seem so farcical, but it's I guess just, that's the
1: thing, isn't it? When you think about it, it is farcical, but <laughs> at the same time, you know, the fact that it's the rea- it was the reality of it
0: that's what's so <laughs> good about that film you're drawn into this film that's a comedy and then you realise by the end how oh fuck me that actually was all real yeah, and yeah. it like it's, um, I know but, that's what's so there are
1: there are war films that have got more tension to them that more about the, the, the people within in the story and the characters a little bit more and I know you know you could argue well they did that with this one because they saw him as a child and stuff but it was all a bit
0: yeah it's all on the nose wasn't yeah. it <laughs> On the nose. (laughs) Uh, I mean, you go back to like, his relationship then with his wife, and he meets her when she's a nurse. Yes. In real life, she became a nurse to earn extra money when she was having to look after him because he was on disability allowance and he couldn't work. That's when she became a nurse. (laughs) She worked in a church store.
1: That's brilliant. Uh, Do you know what though? I saw a, a clip of him and his mother whilst he was getting his medal and then his mother starts snogging oh,
0: him and I realised it was his wife <laughs> and I'm thinking she didn't look like that in the film <laughs> yeah yeah but they showed the clips at the end didn't they of his the real chap and the interviews yeah. with your yeah. Vince Vaughn character and and it's nice to yeah, get yeah, that. but they, there's a whole resource of interviews about this bloke on online you can find apparently But um, also with his wife, then they showed you the scene where, oh, my God, the the army are so cruel. They're putting him in prison on his wedding day. They're not letting him leave on his wedding day to get married. But he was already married when he joined the army. (laughs) (laughs) So all those bits about him, you know, not
1: holding a gun and stuff like that.
0: There was, was that the court case, yeah, he- yeah, he wouldn't hold the gun there was the court case, but his dad his right, dad didn't okay. walk into the courtroom <laughs> in his old World War One uniform and go, Oh, this is how it, it is these days, is A man can't walk in and if he's not been in the army for twenty years, he's not a soldier anymore. Fight for the, fight for the. But he had made a lot of phone calls to people in who he was friends with in, in the army and help fight his son's case that way yeah right okay yeah i mean okay. you know it's we've talked about this in films before is it's artistic licensing isn't it yeah I of know, course
1: I mean. it is and and you know sometimes you think how dull would these films be if it if they followed it exactly and then other times you think what a shame they messed around yeah they? and i think i think this one i guess that side of things it makes a better story it adds the romance element the, the marriage you know everything was against him you know, she was already a nurse. He was romantic. He, you know, they fell in love. You know, that's classic stereotypical war movies. Well, you better ask me to marry you then. Yeah. If you go into war, you know, and it's all like of that all the stuff. old
0: war films. You could always tell which one's going to get shot because they're always like, "This is my, this is my girlfriend." Oh, we're going to have kids, and we're well, going to have a, a farm, and and then when they're dying, they're going, "Tell her up." Would have had that farm. <laughs> <laughs> um, the film that got
1: me like that when I was a kid was The Wild Geese. Because it's Richard Harris, isn't it? The original Dumbledore. Right.
0: No, I can't remember.
1: And he he gets shot at the end trying to get on the plane. And he's got a young son at home. that He, he gets pulled out of retirement to go on this one last mission. And, um, you know, he goes to see his son. He says, I'm going off to war, son. I'll be back. And his son's going bye daddy I love you and then at the end he's the one that's running to the plane and is not going to make it get shot and does the Willem Dafoe you know bit um from Platoon Platoon, Platoon yeah. That one. yeah and um yeah and I just remember it It was just like no you can't kill him
0: yeah. he, he's got a son you know it really really got me that one as a kid I was like no way but this there's so many scenes in this that I don't know. I come away from this. I quite enjoyed it, and it was quite, you know, with, like we said, his bravery as a person, and him lowering them ropes down and finding the energy, going just one more, just one more, you know, oh, praying. Yeah,
1: that just one more thing. And and he said,
0: didn't he, when they when they actually, yeah, in the interviews, he, he actually,
1: actually said that. That was something. That was what he was telling himself. Yeah. That's what he was saying. And, and
0: amazing to like, you know, incredible, the sole rescuer of like over a hundred people. And his hands must have oh. just been completely like yeah. shredded up. Muddy. Yeah. But, but like that bit where he, he's on the, they're lowering him down and it's almost like shiny and it, the sky doesn't, doesn't look like he's there. It all looks like a studio. There's so much of this where it is like a studio. And he's got a cross. <laughs> he's coming
1: down with his arms out a, oh, on a crucifix.
0: Oh, no. Passchendaele. <laughs> have you ever seen Passchendaele? No, I don't think I have. I remember really looking forward to seeing that one. And we used to have mm. like a war film night me and a load of me mates. Yeah. On a Thursday, the girls would all get together and watch something and we'd go in the other room and watch a load of war films. And um Passion come out and oh my god, it just a load of shit. Um <laughs> and it's like a really important battle in the First World War like, you know. But the film's just so blatant iconography and and it, it actually ends with someone carrying across across the <laughs> no man's land and it's like oh for fuck's sake it's like you know it's that that was on the nose yeah, yeah. sometimes you can go too far can't you i think i think so symbology think so. And symbolism
1: yeah yeah and like you said <laughs> i think there's a few films that would be worth watching that are probably the lower at the lower end in terms of budget of war films and maybe just a little bit more sort of um uh what's the word uh independent films of war, yeah, war films they, and things, they which they will is. probably always, hit the mark because they tell the story and they don't have the
0: the bravado
1: the bravado yeah. and the flamethrowers
0: yeah because i mean I've, <laughs> I've watched a couple of them and you always find that they're like produced in incorporation with like like some historical mm. company or some museum, yeah, 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 yeah yeah, museum, yeah, yeah. So they're telling you know? the story, and and they've got people there to like make sure it's done properly, and, and yeah. Know? And you just think for things like this, you just think it's all out the window, and it's it's just ridiculous when you meet all the platoon as well, and it's like they're throwing the, the knives at each other's feet, and yeah, he's one standing of there with a the knife in his foot. I got a knife in my foot. <coughs> and one of them's doing press ups naked, and then they all, it's just like. Oh, this is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, but they all it knew, was. If, they, if that's the first day, they all knew each other really, really well, except for yeah. Andrew Garfield. <laughs> yeah. They all knew everything about each other. Yeah. And that, like I said, it,
1: it felt like Heartbreak Ridge, which weirdly, Hacksaw Ridge, Heartbreak Ridge. Mm. Ooh. Um, Similar. And yes um but that sort of opening those those training scenes heartbreak ridge was better for me so i just
0: you know you can't be (laughs) you can't be full metal jacket though can you
1: no no god no i mean that's another level but he's like lee
0: ermy isn't it who does the they done an officer and a gentleman and lewis gossett jr plays that character yeah and lee ermy was the advisor right so lewis gossett jr is going he's saying all the same lines that a few years later, Lee Ermey will use in Full Metal Jacket because he's telling him what, what I used to say was this. Whereas when Kubrick employed Lee Ermey to be an advisor for Full Metal Jacket and then was like, why are you advising? you you just got to do this. And that's where he became an actor. He's in other films now and he's in Toy Story. Yes, yeah, yeah. The Frighteners is in that, isn't he? The Frighteners, yeah. But just yeah. some of those, some of those like, that opening scene of Full Metal Jacket is just class, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I don't think and anyone's ever done it as good.
1: <laughs> no. When you think about the directors that have made those big movies, those big war epic movies that we're talking about there, cause that, uh, who did that one? Kubrick. Kubrick did that one. I'm um, just going through them.
0: Coppola did uh, Apocalypse Now.
1: Yep, yeah, exactly.
0: Oliver Stone done Platoon.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, you know, those are the big guys, aren't they? And you got. Um...
0: Well, Platoon, Oliver Stone, that is actually based on his own account because he was from a wealthy family. He didn't have to go to war, but he signed mm. up. He enlisted almost to sort of spite his family, I think, you know. <laughs> um, but then ended up. He could have just cross dressed. He ended up just being like, oh my fuck, you know, what have I got? But that was his yeah. true account. And he was trying to get it made for years. But I mean, that is so. That was the first of like the real realistic war film. Yeah, sort of when they start, think, yeah. Jesus, this is...
1: I mean, I really like First Blood. Yeah, the first one. The yeah. first one when he comes back because there's a... I mean, it's still Rambo and it's still glorified, but there is an element, there is a sort of... this element to it that, you know, people, they were sort of forgotten and he does this big speech at the end, and he, which you can't understand.
0: It's actually based on a book, isn't it? And I is think it? Stallone did come onto the project quite late and then start altering it to...
1: to make it a a film. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But yeah, it's a lot more sort of down to earth and it's a lot more believable, isn't
1: it? Well, than than the other Rambos, it certainly is. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But the the sort of reality of them coming back and it being shunned so much, just forgotten about and and no respect given to them. But
0: Born on the 4th of July is a great one for that, isn't
1: it? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that's the other one, isn't it? That's that's similar to that sort of notion.
0: Where he just... Um, He's like Lieutenant Danes. He's got no legs. <laughs> I was going to say he's, he's Forrest Gump's mate, isn't he? <laughs> I mean, Forrest Gump is a great war film as well. Yeah, he? yeah, it is. Yeah, that that and that
1: bit actually, Forrest Gump. What does he do in the film? He goes and saves all his mates, doesn't he? And gets yeah. shot in the butt, ducks. <laughs>
0: yeah, so I wonder if that impression. is loosely based on Desmond Doss. Exactly,
1: because what you know, Forrest Gump does all these things that help other people and are amazing and without realizing he's making that big And it's quite similar isn't it in that sense yeah. you know it's like you know he's just, just doing it what could, he believes it, yeah,
0: in it does sound like it's just completely based on that Yeah, maybe
1: they did take it sort of that element from that because i'm sure
0: desmond Doss is probably a more renowned character over in a, if you are an american there's more chance you'd have heard it seen it on stuff have we finished talking about well, i can't think it? of anything else i've got to say about it it's i don't right. think so yeah I've seen it now, I won't watch it again. Yeah, it isn't my favourite. I don't think it's going to grow on you. I don't think if you watch it again, you're going to go, actually, that was better that time. I think you're more likely to go, oh, for God's sake, look, I think it's going to get worse when you watch it, like We Were Soldiers. Andrew Garfield was a bit of the saving grace, wasn't he? Um, what did you What did you make of the music in this film? Did
1: you reckon? Did you notice
0: it? There was music over everything, wasn't there? There wasn't. Yeah, but 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 you know, none of it's none of it was. Could you Could you hum a tune? No, it was all cinematic, put in place of empty cinema. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it was of like, just there's there's no there to accentuate Because I mean, how many? Like, I love a war film when there's the action scene and there's no sound. There's no yeah, music. Exactly. Yeah, I just think it, it's a great story. What a bloke. I'm sure there must be a documentary worth watching about him. There probably is a
1: better documentary, isn't there, than, than this film? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I, it was what I was expecting going in. It's why I hadn't rushed out to watch it. It was less than I
1: was expecting, if I'm honest. It was less than I was expecting.
0: Anyway, Robin, well, that was great. Thanks ever so much for watching that for me. Oh, thank you. I'll put my paper away now. (laughs) So thanks, everyone, for listening. Mm. If you have enjoyed this episode, then please go and rank us. You were. Please go and rank us off wherever you're listening to this. We'd appreciate that. So there you go, everyone. Thanks ever so much for listening and we will see you all again soon. Cheers. Bye.